Cold War America podcast. This is Anderson Thomas. So yesterday after I did the uh, interview with um, Andrew Kerr and Alana Goodman over at the uh, Free Beacon on the uh, latest concerning uh, Senator Warnock and Ebenezer Baptist Church's ownership of Columbia Tower and the, and the housing situation there with the evictions and the uh, issues going on in the building, et cetera, et cetera, the, the public funding, uh, all that. Um, I was, uh, someone recommended to me to talk more about the race overall. Um, I try to stay away from politics, speaking about it publicly because I don't really, <laughs> I don't want people, uh, I don't want the public knowing what I think. I don't want, I don't want anyone knowing what I think who I don't uh, know personally. So I'm private like that. With that said, um, I think I'll listen to this person and I will relent and I will give my uh, analysis of this race, right? So it's, this is my opinion, but it's based on the research I've done, the work I've done with uh, reporters, with journalists, those two on the ground from the Free Beacon who have been, you know, they have been telling me a few things here or there about what's going on behind the scenes there in Georgia. So it's a, um, this is my take on the race, but um, it's definitely, uh, it's something that's going to be a little bit different because I have done some research and I, and I have looked at it on all sides. So it, it's an informed uh, opinion. Um, so here's my Walker and Warnock analysis. First of all, I love scrutinizing elected officials and candidates. I love it. I love it because I need to know, I need to know who's making the decisions that impact my life. I need to know everything about these people, everything, everything. And I need to know it because knowing everything about a legislator allows me to understand the true dynamics of Washington, of Washington DC on any issue, on any piece of legislation. And why do I need to know the true dynamics of Washington DC on any piece of legislation? Well, that's called knowing reality. And when I know reality on any piece of legislation, I know how that legislation is going to affect my life. It's really that simple. So you can, some people go by, you know, some analysis on a website or some reporter or wherever they get their information from to let them know, uh, what to expect, how their lives will be affected by Washington, D.C. and legislation. The thing is, is most of these places you can go, they're not really giving you a good analysis for you specifically as an individual. Why? Because they don't know you. The information they're giving out is general information. And a lot of it is only useful to corporate entities. <laughs> People or some individuals who were mega wealthy, it's not even useful information for an average person right so here are the thoughts in I have in on the dynamics of this Warnock Walker race and first I want to make it clear I'll never be an intellectual coward by not honestly analyzing a candidate in a race thoroughly I'm going to accept the good and the bad in this case I'm not gonna hide from freely and honestly assessing and sizing up both men and their strategies for victory. I'm 2020 on this. 
and I always will be. I'm 2020 on this one. Now, it hurts me to, to see that so many of us, though, are scared to step out on our own and allow our minds to honestly examine a candidate who we consider to be on our side politically. We're free people. We're allowed to think whatever the hell we want. So why do so many of us fold to political and social pressure to turn a blind eye to the flaws in a candidate they support? Let's not be cowards. Let's think like free people think. Now in the Warnock-Walker situation, this race has become a race about who's the manliest man. Okay? It's the manliest man race right now. Walker is loving it. His strategy, Herschel Walker's strategy, is twofold. Attack Warnock as a weak-kneed loser while offering voters an empty vessel the GOP can use for whatever they want. So let me break that down. Herschel Walker is basically saying two things to his base and potential supporters. Number one, he's not scared of anybody. He truly believes he's a bigger man than Warnock. And by the way, don't worry about him going outside the lines of the far right, the conservatives, because he's simply a vessel for them to use however they see fit. He's already admitted he really isn't that good at this stuff. He doesn't really know what he's doing, right? I mean, <laughs> he's admitted this. And so he's the candidate. He's the empty vessel candidate, okay? He, what he's saying is, is, hey, to the voters of Georgia, don't worry about me making an individual decision and going outside the lines and deciding I want to do what I want to do. I'm never going to do that. I'm going to do whatever the GOP here in Georgia tell me to do. And the way you know that's true is because, like I've showed, I've said, I've said to you guys, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know any of this stuff. I'm just here to be a man, a man's man. I'm here to hold the line, and I'm going to be this empty vessel that the good GOP can do whatever they want with. That's that's his message, and if you think about it, it's pretty effective. <laughs> okay. Is pretty effective. Now, the Warnock campaign is a traditional Senate campaign with the traditional speeches and appearances with constituents. He's the smart, responsible man of the cloth who's bringing some sanity and honesty to Washington, D.C. He's the perfect candidate in many ways as far as traditional campaigns go. Warnock ignores the attacks on his manhood by Walker. Warnock's strategy is to stay above the fray, continue to carry the image of being the next MLK, a modern MLK. In football terms, and I, I love football, <laughs> but in football terms, this would be playing it safe on defense. This would be a bend but don't break defense, right? This would be a prevent defense that Senator Warnock is employing here. And think about that for a second. Herschel Walker, in his professional career as a football player, he always faced defenses that were like this, bend but don't break defenses. He had to see them a million times in the NFL, right? He had to see them a million times in college, bend but don't break, right? He knows how to attack those types of, the, of, of strategies. <laughs> the strategy that Warnock is employing 
is one that Herschel Walker is very familiar with, <laughs> believe it or not. Now, football isn't politics, but the strategies employed in football really do translate to the real world. And you can see Walker is doing everything an, off an NFL offensive coordinator would do against a bend but don't break defense. He's basically eating, eating Warnock alive. Bend but don't break defenses always have trouble against unconventional offenses or, uncon or unconventional offensive strategies. Walker is running an unconventional campaign. Bend but don't break defenses are susceptible to hyper-aggressive offensive strategies as well. Walker employs some hyper-aggressive strategies in this race. Oh, th this is, for him, this is a natural fit for him, right? If you think about it in many ways, he's just basically translating what he did in football to politics, literally. Because if, think, if you think about it as a running back in the NFL and in college football, what was he doing? He wasn't the guy in charge of the offense. He wasn't the quarterback. He's the running back, right? And the running back was the workhorse. What's he doing? He's a workhorse. <laughs> and, he's put, and he's applying strategies that he applied as a professional and as a football player that, I mean, you can see it clearly. It's translated for him. And Senator Warnock is continuing to play the bend but don't break defense, and I'm telling you, Herschel Walker's eating it alive. He's eating it alive. You know, a bend but don't break defense is a defense that forces the opponent to make gains in small increments, forcing them to have to execute play after play, play after play for little tiny gains. What happens is, is when someone's forced so Warnock's strategy is, is to force Herschel Walker if he wants to make gains in this race, because Warnock has a big lead, supposedly, in the polls. He's going to force Walker to have to make gains to, to come, you know, little by little. One percent here. Two, after, after a month, he gains two percent, three percent, little by little. It's not the, the, the point of the strategy isn't to win the game. It's to prevent the other guy from winning the game, right? But as you can see, Herschel Walker, he's faced this before. <laughs> and so he's like, no, I'm not gonna go for that. I'm not gonna take the little tiny gains. I'm gonna grab some big chunks here. And I'm gonna do it in unconventional ways because bend but don't break defenses kind of, they, they rely on having a pretty good idea of what the other team is going to do before they do it. Well. Can anybody tell me what Herschel Walker is going to do next? It's impossible to know. Nobody knows what he's going to do next. He doesn't even know what he's going to do next. Seriously. Think about that. So how can you employ a strategy that the base of it is saying <laughs> that I pretty much know what my opponent is going to do and so I'm going to put things up and in place to make it really hard on them to make progress and to beat me in the end. And this big lead I have, I'll just eke it out and beat them in the end with this big lead. How can you make? How can you employ that strategy when the opponent is saying they don't care about 
any of this. Like, the, the opponent doesn't even know what they're going to do next. So how is it? How does a Warnock campaign know what this guy's going to do? They don't. So they can't prepare for it, and but yet they're playing a bend-but-don't-break defense strategy. They're not going out there trying to win. They're trying not to lose. And I'm telling you, Herschel Walker has seen this before. I'm sorry. He's seen it before. So this is a natural thing for him. And he's playing in the running back role. He's not the quarterback. He's not, he's not telling voters, hey, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be the quarterback for Georgia. I'm going to be making plays for you up in Washington, D.C. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is, hey, man, I'm a running back. Y'all know I'm a running back. I'm not going to be – I'm not the one who's going to create the strategies. I'm not the one who's going to be the leader of the team. I'm going to take orders. I'm going to be the workhorse, and I'm going to do whatever they tell me to do, and we're going to win. That's, that's, his, that's, his, that's his campaign. <laughs> and in a year where the Democrats are having some problems and the Republicans are picking up steam in an off-year election, that's actually a genius strategy. All right. So I'm looking at this race and I'm saying, well, unless Senator Warnock wakes up and realizes that bend, bend but don't break defense isn't going to work against an unconventional offense that's on it's hyper aggressive, it's not going to work. So he needs to bring his safeties up into the box. OK, what does that mean? <laughs> he has to stop playing defense he has to get he has to turn his defense into an attack he has to bring his safeties up in a box what that means is is when you bring your safeties up in a box in defense you're saying to the offense i'm not gonna let you run the ball i'm not gonna allow your running back to win the game <laughs> now i'll let you throw the ball deep because the safeties are back there to prevent these long, big, huge strikes down the field, these big plays down the field, right? You bring the safeties up towards the line of scrimmage, towards where the running back is, and there's no one back there to stop the big play from happening. Well, if you're Raphael Warnock and you're a pastor, what big play is going to happen against you? There's no big play is going to happen against you, man. Come on. So he needs to bring his safeties up into the box, and they need to force Herschel Walker to stay in the backfield and block for the court. Basically, if Herschel's team's going to win, he's going to have to stay in the backfield blocking for them to have a chance. That's it. That's the only way. That's, that's, that's what's going to have to happen, right, for Warnock to turn this around, I believe. If he continues to, to play this bend but don't break this prevent defense, look, Herschel Walker is going to continue to eat him alive, and it's going to be done deal. So, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't have any, I don't have a horse in the race. It's just my analysis, all right. And I think it could go either way, but for Warnock to win, he's going to have to go on offense. He's going to have to attack this strategy that Herschel Walker has employed head on I don't know how they're going to attack that like I could give some advice but I'm not that's their race <laughs> right but they're going to have to go on the attack and Senator Warnock is going to have to act like he wants this 
You know, some people are so nonchalant. Sometimes they come across like they don't really want it. Does he really want to be a U.S. senator? I don't know. He doesn't act like it. Herschel Walker wants to be. You can see. That man is out there with reckless abandon. Doing whatever, clawing, scratching, whatever it takes. I don't know. I think the senator needs to take a look and reevaluate. His team needs to reevaluate and take a different approach here. That's my analysis. So I give you this because I was asked to provide it. I don't know if I did if I did good with this or not. I don't know. Those are my thoughts on the race. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I will say if Warnock starts to go on the attack, he'll win. If he continues with the bend but don't break, he's going to lose. It's my opinion. Thanks again for joining. Please subscribe, please share, and please like. Really appreciate it. Talk to you guys next time.